You are listening to Stoned with me, Ryan Stone. Each week, I will be diving deep into a brand new topic, sharing thoughts, research, and opinions that are bound to get me in trouble. So sit back, get stoned, and enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am joined with extra special guest, Liz Lowenstein, my best friend in the entire world. We're going to talk about what it means to be queer. And if that doesn't make sense to you, I perfect. (laughs) That's fine, because that's what we're talking about. So we're going to talk all about it and what the definition of queer is and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, we're going to get into it in just a second. Me and Liz are going to get high, and then we're going to get this shit started. So um, taking a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and um, we are stoned, obviously, because that's that's the name of the game. So um, I want to welcome to the stage my best friend and esteemed um, still-being-birthed drag child, Liz Lemon. Hi, y'all. Little introduction, Liz Lemon is, is the name, being queer is the game. I use she, her pronouns. I'm comfortable with they, them. Um, I'm really excited to be on Ryan's show as the first guest. I feel quite privileged and honored to be here. I'm probably going to say some dumb shit, but y'all are used to it by now because Ryan's made several episodes. <laughs> Correct, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, if they are here, they're here for the dumb shit. So that's not going to be a problem. Um, you and I met three and a half ish years ago through a mutual friend I was working with at the time. And we kind of just like got thrust into a friendship and never looked back. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. So thankful for that. So, um, Liz moved to Denver about a year ish before I did. And so now we're both living in Denver. We met in Albuquerque, but that is, the past <laughs> and this is the present in the beautiful state of Colorado. So um, like I said earlier, this episode is all about being queer and what being queer means to us because um, you know, there's what's the difference between being gay and being queer and why we identify so specifically as queer and what the term, you know, kind of is defined as. So, we're going to start off with Liz. Liz um, is going to tell us what all of that shit means to her. So go off, sis. Hell yeah, we out here. Um, okay, so for me, you know, queer, you kind of see it. Uh, queer TM, like, you can kind of see the word floating around your head. People are like, what does it mean to be queer? It's not exactly something that, you know, is a straightforward black and white answer. I didn't just wake up one day and was like, oh, yeah, this is my identity. This is who I am. Because I still wake up some days being like, I don't know what I am. But queer is one of the few things that is going to get me there. It's interesting talking to family about it. You know, for people in Ryan and I's generation, um, a lot of like-minded people in our uh, age group have coined terms that used to be slurs. And a lot of my family is really confused as to why, you know, I can openly call myself queer. They're like, can't you just say you're like a lesbian or maybe you're yeah. bisexual and like, oh, don't get me started on the bisexual hate or do get me started because we're going to get into that in a second. <laughs> do absolutely get started on it. There's, you know, 
when you're a person who is not heterosexual, you're like, there's a lot of things that I can be and that I might not be. And um, there are some things that we are just conditioned when we're younger to think like, okay, like you are gay or straight. Like there, there are these few options. There's not many options in between. And it's not a straightforward journey. Absolutely not. <laughs> Pun intended. It's really not a straightforward journey. Um, I'd have to say that I probably realized that that being straight was not for me, maybe around puberty, but it really made sense in, you might be able to guess it, high school theater, particularly <laughs> the dressing room. Oh, yeah. Oh, so many <clears throat> beautiful women. And I remember, um, you know, dating boys who were in my theater who also later, you know, came out as queer. There were a whole club over here, but I just remember in high school, um, like before, uh, when we were getting ready before plays and stuff, being really, you know, excited to like get into the fancy costumes and, you know, maybe I would help, uh, the lead zip up her leotard, mm -hmm. but I think the cherry on top, um, not like anyone from my high school will be listening to this anytime soon, but was before one of the shows, all of us girls were like, what if we just like kissed each other? And... <laughs> I didn't, my first kiss with a woman was also the first day that I kissed like 10, 10 women. women. <laughs> and it was euphoric. I love it. Yeah, that'll it. do something to you. And then I remember, uh, you know, kind of later on in high school, I was like, I don't know what term I am yet, but I would look back on that um, experience and be like, but it's not straight. And it's funny because my brain was kind of tunnel visioned at that time where I was like, oh, like I'm not straight, but I'm in a dressing room kissing all these straight women. Funny story. Most of them no. are not straight either. Like, nope. y'all, it is such a fucking spectrum. And most people are on it, in my opinion, once... I can't say most people, because I can't speak for most people on this entire planet. Yeah, Maybe I'm but a lot, of a lot more people than... Anticipated. Yeah. Um, Because it's so wide. I know some people where it's like, you know, they could uh, be a cis female and only be with, like men their entire life but you know i can watch uh charlie's angels with them they'll see lucy lou and they're like yeah i would i would wife her up in an instant and i'm like you know what that makes sense like yeah we all have our um instances of being a little bit a little bit gay and i you know we like to use gay as a blanket term around these parts yeah but definitely not who we are per se no gay is a, uh limiting in certain ways you know um, just by definition, gay being homosexual, one gender attracted to the same gender that puts two limits on the, on the definition, which is too, too many limits for me. So me too. Yeah. Hashtag me too. Oh, <laughs> but we don't like constraints <clears throat> that has a lot to do with our personality and our identity. Brian and I, and people in our in our group, we do not like limiting terms. It's not for us. No. Not one bit. Actually, up until recently, if I had to, you know, choose any term, I'd say probably in the past year, you know, I called myself pansexual uh, for a lot of my adulthood because pansexuality means um, attraction to people regardless of gender. Yeah. Um, textbook definition, you know, bisexuality, I'm going to go into this real fast because some people like to really come for it. Bisexuality is attraction to two or more genders. Um, for me, 
and this is my personal like way that I kind of view it, they overlap a lot. People are allowed to choose whatever term they want that makes them vibe and feel the happiest about who they are and what kind of people they like and love. And for me, queer is that. Um, well, I can align with a lot of other things like we've talked about. It. Yeah, it's- a lot of like the way the, the linguistics work, obviously, is like a lot of different words will have similar definitions. Mm-hmm. And it's all about which one makes you feel correct. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, queer is a very, very blanket, blanket term. And it's very comfortable for the queer community. Something that's really blossomed in the past year. I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, in the past year, like we've had a lot of time that we didn't have before that we didn't anticipate to like really reflect on ourselves. When you have to spend that much time with one person and that person is yourself, you're going to learn a lot of shit. It's just <laughs> yeah. the way that it goes. You're going to get really bored watching the same old porn and you're going to get into some weird shit and you're going to find out some interesting stuff about yourself. Yeah. That, no, that was literally the way that I found out. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't just attracted to men was because I was just I was on Tumblr back when there was porn on Tumblr and I was just looking at the craziest stuff and I was like, I can't can't deny myself the pleasures of human life like yeah so that's definitely like exploring and yeah lately people have had plenty of time to explore (laughs) within amen i mean i might have just binged the l word generation q in the past week um and naruto and naruto (laughs) that's my queer culture that's my sexuality right there the l word and naruto because i am (laughs) that bitch um but watching the l word is cheesy as it is i was just like oh my gosh all the sapphics i miss seeing all the all these sapphic people in one place another thing is like the women liking women community is kind of fucking like underrepresented you see a lot of um cis gay male yes white Mm. white cis gay male culture not so much the women loving women or trans people which are like the cornerstone of the queer community amen so yeah yeah and even you know for the sapphic wlw community there are things in representation like the L word as cheesy as it is from the 90s, but, you know, I'll love it anyways. Something that I'd like to see a lot more of is non-binary and trans representation in um, things like our movies, our music, like our media, everything that we're consuming here. I want less of the gender binary and, and more. black queer relationships exist. Yes. Not just interracial queer relationships, but black queer relationships exist. And that needs a lot more representation as well. When we're working on it, like the the awesome thing is that the, you know, the majority of the queer community is working on it. We're trying. I like to think we're trying. I'm trying. I think I'm trying. I think you're doing great. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. And on that note, we are going to um, take a super quick break. And switch gears and talk about a little bit more about my, you know, relationship with the queer identity and everything like that. But um, Liz, do you have any last conclusions? Any um, final ideas? What else do you have to say? Y'all, 
we're just gonna say fuck no to the gatekeepers because there's no wrong way to be queer. Like, however you have to do it, even if you don't feel like there's terms or a group for you. Well, first of all, there actually might be. It's kind of crazy how once you dip your feet in the water, you know, you might be in the kiddie pool of, like, kind of getting out of that heteronormative bullshit that we have all been existing in. There is so much out there. The limit does not exist, um, to quote Mean Girls, like the true uh, queerio that (laughs) I am. (laughs) Yep. Y'all can really do whatever the fuck you want. I want you to know, like... I, I want to take a quick moment because I said earlier that I can kind of align with uh, the pansexuality and the bisexuality. There's a lot of hate out there for them. People are like, oh, like, you know, they think that it's got to look a certain way when, you know, you could be someone like me who is a female who is uh, bisexual or pansexual. You, you like people all across the board. People are going to hate on you for it. You might have some old geezers telling you to pick a choice, you know man up and find a man already i'm going off on some some shit y'all don't have to make choices no you really don't you are so valid in case you haven't heard that today y'all are valid as fuck you can do whatever you want and if you wake up one day and you're like oh this is who i am i am you know a non-binary lesbian and you wake up the next day and it's different that is okay you are perfectly yeah and also if you if you don't find something that perfectly aligns with how you feel and how you identify. That does not mean that you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It just means you haven't found it yet, or it, it might not exist yet. You might be the first one doing something, which is awesome. How fucking cool is that? Look yeah. at you. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> it's awesome. So on that note, we are going to get a little bit more high. I hope to get a lot more high. We're going to get a lot more high. <laughs> and then we're going to um, we're gonna get back to it. So... Super quick break. We will be back in literally two seconds. See you then. Bye bye. <coughs> okay, we're back. Gross. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're higher mm. than we were before. I promise. Um, and now it's my turn to talk about my shit. So, um, starting at the beginning, I. More like my first picture of gay people in my head was if you decide to be gay, which was what it was. If you become gay, you move to San Francisco and you live with the gays <gasps> and you're all just like gay and everyone's just like gay all together and everyone Wait, lives with I the would gays. I love that. Wouldn't that be great? But like, that's what I thought it was. Like, I thought it was like you run away and be gay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, well, that's not I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that. And then, um, obviously, I grew out of that. I, just like Liz, I really liked um, being in um, theater with boys Mm. and in soccer because I got to be where everybody was changing. It was so much fun. (laughs) And then, um, so I was like, okay, got it. It's like, I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm not, I know what's going on here. I'm fucking gay. (laughs) But if anybody, if obviously, if you know me, you know, I am a hardcore gender anarchist. So I, I've never understood in my brain since the day I was born, never understood the idea of gender. (sighs) 
never understood why people are so hardcore focused on gender all the fucking time. Like what their gender is and fulfilling their gender role all the fucking time is crazy to me. So boring. It's really boring. And so that has never made any sense to me. So obviously trans people have always been like my people. (laughs) Not until I was like 18, 19 was, did I start to finally realize like I might be non-binary, but then I didn't really come out or like live as non-binary until I was 21, I think. Sounds about right. 21 ish. Pretty much when I moved to Denver was when I started using they, them pronouns specifically all the time. So, um, but I got too, too far ahead of myself. Um, going back, I, because I've, I'm such a gender anarchist, I've never understood being specifically like so hardcore attracted to one gender because like it's, that's a very trans exclusionary idea. First of all, a lot of women have penises and a lot of men have vaginas. That's just something that's always been a thing. Since the beginning of time. Always, always been a thing. So like by, from that point of view alone, that's, it's a trans exclusionary idea to be attracted to one gender. So, well, or, or one set of reproductive organs still trans exclusionary. So I have always been very like, I don't want to participate. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't like identifying as gay because it feels very, it it feels like it has walls around it. The term gay is like, it's like, it's a box you live in. It has a very specific definition. Yeah. And I don't identify with that definition because I don't think gender exists in the first place. And so the idea of one gender being attracted to the same gender is not who I am because I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of that system at all. (coughs) Does not compute. Yeah, seriously. So, um, I don't really know when I started identifying as queer, but it's almost more like I've never not identified as queer. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like I've always been a queer person in all ways. I've always just been a little bit strange, a little bit weird. Oh, yeah. You think about the old-timey books and they're like, oh, this person is so queer. Yeah. And it just means you're a little bit of an oddball. They called yeah. Alice in Wonderland queer and they said that if you were happy, you were gay. Look at where we are now. Yes. Language evolves, folks. Exactly. So, so queer has always just been who I am and it's it's never not been what I am. So um, from that point of view, it's like I owe it to my trans family to identify myself as a queer person rather than a gay person. Just because from my point of view, like I'm not, I'm not harping on anybody who says they are gay, homosexual specifically, that's fine. But from my specific point of view is I, I'm a trans person, so I can't exclude other trans people with my language. I have to try not to at least. And like, I would fuck a trans person. So like, I can't say that I wouldn't because that would be a lie. Because that's incorrect. Why would I not have sex with a trans person? That would be ridiculous. Absolutely. Ridiculous. 
if I'm attracted to someone, I'm going to want to have sex with them. And that's all that's all there is to it. Are they usually people with masculine energy? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean... Nothing is off the table here. Yeah. Everything is on the table. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I just think it's been... Oh, cool. My dog is whining about something. Um, <clears throat> it's been... Uh, a long journey learning the linguistics of everything and learning how I feel and how I fit with with who I am and stuff like that. And so queer to me also identifies my personality. It identifies my gender in a way. It identifies my sexuality in a way. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very broad, open subject. I am a I am queer. Fact. <laughs> Guaranteed. 10 yeah. out of 10 queer. And that's the T. I've just been sitting here thinking about a food metaphor where it's like, you know, if all all the different kinds of people out there, you know, we're just like all these different kinds of food on the table. Like we want to see it all. We want to have the like yeah. to be able to have it all. You yeah, know, sometimes seriously. we're in the mood for macaroni and cheese three nights in a row. And you know what? That's okay. Because the table is vast and sometimes we are here for you're it. you're 13 and you're in Japan. And you get handed a plate full of all the sushi you've ever seen in your entire life. And one of them tastes like cat vomit. You, you, you're not going to know that until you try. And then after that, you never have to try it again. And that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. We like to think we're versatile. Well, that's a different subject. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. So we're super queer. Bottom line. Queer as fuck. Yep. I think one of the great things about you, Ryan, is that you are so unabashed about this. You said this earlier that you owe it to the trans people, but like, Ryan, you have a platform. Well, yeah, all my five listeners. I'm not just talking about this here. I'm talking about the presence that you have in Albuquerque drag scene. And even since you've gotten here and like reached out to like a lot of all artists, you know, like there were just lots of great like troops that you're getting out with here. You have connections all over this place. Um, that's really inspiring for people to see, like people who follow you on Instagram, because they're like, you know, the baby gays, the baby queers, like having someone out here where you open up their profile, when I come to Ryan Stoned on Instagram, one of the first things you see is, you know, they, them, and you see BLM, and you're like, yep, this is my kind of person. Yeah. Um, having such a loud presence, because you're so active all the time with making new content for people and new ideas, and you go from one idea to the next. (laughs) Thank you. That's just how it is. I definitely try. But try to keep producing that content. And that sticks with people. That's inspiring. It's inspiring to me. Thank you. Ryan, it's no bars held. No holds barred. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you got the point. I I literally was like, I didn't even know what I was trying to say until it came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's correct. That's the right one. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're stoned. We're stoned with me, Ryan Stone. (laughs) 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 Um, But. Um, thank you, Liz. That's very flattering. Um, I am to please. They, that, that, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much, Liz, for being my first ever guest on the podcast. 
Thanks to y'all for putting up with me. Mostly thank you to Ryan for putting up with me because they've got to be sick of my ass right I am, now. absolutely. I hope I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, all right. So we got to go because uh, <laughs> that's it. That's not happening. No, this has been great, y'all. I am honored. I feel so odd being in front of a microphone. And you can probably tell that I have um, some neurodivergent squirrel brain going on here. <laughs> so really, thanks, thanks for being here. I'm excited to hopefully see y'all in the future. Absolutely. So stay tuned. Stick around for next week. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it's going to be pretty fucking exciting because that's that's how we roll around here. So um, thank you again, Liz, for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And that's that's it. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stoned with me, Ryan Stone. Our cover art is by John Clifton. For all other social media, you can find me at Ryan underscore stoned. And if you click the link in my bio, you can also find show merch. Make sure to tune in next Thursday to get stoned all over again.